Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Welcome into today's episode. Before we get rolling with it, feel free to download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, tell five friends that love the Jayhawks about this podcast, and we'll keep things rolling from there. So we got to get started with football. We'll get to some basketball news as well later in the show, but got to start with football because of what happened this past weekend in Austin, Texas. It ended up being an absolute disaster after I thought that in the first part of the game, KU might be able to pull something off. Didn't work out that way. And even going into the game, I thought, especially with Jalen Daniels at quarterback, they might be able to do something. But that wasn't going to happen either. Kansas Jayhawks took one on the chin this past weekend, losing 40, 40 to 14, 40 to 14 to the Texas Longhorns. A top 25 matchup at the time, Kansas number 24, Texas number three in the nation. There was some hype surrounding the game. There really was. And the last time these two teams faced off in Austin, Texas, your Kansas Jayhawks went in there and stunned the Longhorns with a 57-56 overtime win. It was Jalen Daniels' first start at quarterback for the Jayhawks. This year, it just wasn't meant to be in a 40-14 loss to the Texas Longhorns. Jalen Daniels, of course, preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year candidate was unable to go on Saturday. Due to a re-aggravation of his back, something that kept him out of week one of the season, something that was kept very under wraps, very quiet leading into the season. And now we know why. Because the coaching staff didn't want us to know about what was going on with Jalen Daniels' back. They didn't want us to know that it was going to be a lingering issue that was going to cause problems for not just Jalen Daniels and his back, but for the team potentially going forward. So Jalen Daniels did the walkthroughs on Saturday with the team. But when he took when the team took the field with pads, Jalen Daniels was nowhere to be in sight. Allegedly he woke up and his back was hurting. He tried to do the walkthrough. Wasn't working, so he didn't even put pads on. <sighs> then it was Jason Bean's turn again. Jason Bean, of course, the super senior quarterback who started plenty of games for Kansas throughout his career here. Now in his sixth season, his sixth collegiate season, and here we are back with Jason Bean starting quarterback. He started week one for the Jayhawks, and he did okay in week one. Of course, it was against a lesser opponent in Missouri State. But right out of the gates, it felt like a team that was physically and emotionally exhausted before the even game started. Now, maybe that was due to the uh, field temperatures that were around 120 degrees down there in Austin, Texas on Saturday in the middle of the afternoon. But you could just tell things were not going smoothly from the first drive. Longhorns jumped out to a 10-0 lead before the Jayhawks were able to come back and get a touchdown on the board. Jason Bean, the thing about Jason Bean quarterback for the Kansas Jayhawks this past week. He has some talent. 
He has speed. If you get him running the ball, that's when he can hurt you. And on their touchdown run, he put a nice move on a linebacker, got to the outside, ended up getting hit by one of the safeties, fumbled the ball. Luckily, the ball bounced right into running back Daniel Hyshaw's arms, and Hyshaw took it to the house to cut the Texas lead to 10-7. And the replay, they kept on talking about how Bean was so fast on the broadcast, which he is. And then they said, it looked like a perfect option pitch. Bounced right off the turf, right into Daniel Hyshaw's arms. Got to run it back for a touchdown. But they were a little bit lucky there. They could have been shut out in the first half if not for that. The defense played well. I was a little bit nervous about the defense going up against this high-powered Texas offense. Uh, They've got Quinn Ewers at quarterback. Xavier Worthy, who's going to be potentially a top uh, first-round draft pick. And then you've got Jonathan. You've got running back Jonathan Brooks. That's, That's the guy that I was the most concerned about heading into this one. Last year he had 100 yards rushing against Kansas when Texas spoiled Kansas's senior day last year. It was B. John Robinson who had over 200 yards rushing. They had two rushers over 100 yards last year, one with 200 yards, which was B. John Robinson, and then Jonathan Brooks, who had 100 yards rushing last year. Well, Jonathan Brooks mostly held in check in the first half. KU defense didn't do bad at all. After it was uh, 10-7, they, they limited Texas to one more field goal there in the first half. So it was 13-7 at halftime. That was a game that could have gone south very quickly. The defense kept the Jayhawks in this game. But then immediately following halftime, what does Texas do? They move the ball with ease on the ground. Jonathan Brooks takes off for a 54-yard touchdown run to get things going in the second half. The Jayhawks were able to match on their next possession, a long pass from Jason Bean to wide receiver Trevor Wilson. And the score remained 20-13 to throughout most of the third quarter. Kansas was in this game throughout most of the third quarter. Just within... Just within a touchdown. They were within a touchdown. But but you look at the stats. You look at what happened throughout the entirety of the game. Kansas couldn't do anything on third down. Leading up to this game against Texas, you want to know what Kansas was? They were first in the nation in third down conversion rate. Kansas... Your Kansas Jayhawks, first in third down conversion rate. And then what happens against Texas? They couldn't move the ball on third down. The team was 0 for 8 on third down conversions, 0 for 2 on fourth down conversions. After being first in the nation in third down conversion rate, they can't convert one third down. The entire game. And then it ended up being a lopsided time of possession battle. Because of that. Not being able to sustain any drives. Texas 
39 minutes and 41 seconds with the ball. Kansas, 18 minutes and 27 seconds with the ball. That is ridiculous. You're never going to win a game like that. Kansas not being able to convert on third down, giving the ball back to Texas, Texas having some sustained drives. It led to the Kansas defense being absolutely wasted in the second half because they couldn't get off the field. Kansas had the good defense in the first half. They were able to play through it. They were able to keep the offense in the game, giving them chances, and the Kansas offense could never capitalize. Couldn't even sustain one good drive in the second half. They had a long touchdown pass, but that was it. They couldn't sustain anything in the second half. So KU's defense gets very tired, very worn down as the third quarter ticks along. And then Texas scores the final 20 points of the game. Jayhawks couldn't move the sticks on offense. And Texas goes on to blowing KU out. 40-14 to 14 is the final. Now, you look back at this game, you know, Jason Bean, you, you don't want to put too much on Jason Bean in this game. He did what he could in a pinch. He was told 30 minutes before the game that he was going to be the starter. But this is why Jason Bean came back to KU this year for these type of scenarios. Maybe not these exact scenarios, but one where if Jalen Daniels couldn't make it, if he went down, you'd have a competent backup quarterback. Now, you only find out you're starting 30 minutes prior to the game. That's a tough spot. I'm not going to throw all this on Jason Bean. But he ended the game 9 for 21 passing, 136 yards. His inability to move the chains on third down cost the team all game. And the decision-making between Jason Bean and Jalen Daniels is the difference between the two of them. Both these guys, very gifted athletes. Daniels has the ability to make plays when he needs to. He has an edge when it comes to making plays that only a few college players in the country can do. That's how Jalen Daniels gives you the edge. So Jason Bean filling in in a tough situation, but you could see why this team missed Jalen Daniels out there on the field. Jalen Daniels would have given you some third down conversions. Jalen Daniels would have likely given you a fourth down conversion when you needed it in the second half. But now this is going to be a concern for the rest of the year. Jalen Daniels missed week one. They were kind of being vague about the back injury. But here we are into October, the back injury now lingering into the month of October, and this is officially red flag territory for Jalen Daniels. It's it's that's that's all that it is at this point. You you don't know what it's going to be. You don't know if it's going to be a week to week thing. That's what Head coach Lance Leipold says it's going to be. It's a day-to-day issue. And he says that they haven't talked about shutting Jalen Daniels down at this point. But now there's questions. Will his back require time off to heal, or is it something that will just keep popping up randomly throughout the season? Will he eventually need surgery to correct whatever's going on in his back? There's still a lot of question marks surrounding Jalen Daniels and whatever happens from here going forward. 
But now that they know what's happening with the injury, how it could pop up time to time, they're going to give Jason Bean more time with the first-team offense throughout the week. That's for sure. He's going to be better prepared throughout the rest of the season to potentially be the starter. He's going to get more action in practice, especially as they get ready to play the University of Central Florida this Saturday. You've got UCF coming to town, and UCF just came off with a devastating home loss, 36-25 as a home loss for UCF. They give up 26 points in the fourth quarter, didn't score any points of their own, and they lose 36-35 at home to Baylor. So this might be a good time for the Jayhawks to get the Golden Knights from UCF as they're dealing with an injury to their own quarterback. He's trying to get back as soon as he can, but they don't want to push him. So you've got potentially two teams that are going to be without their starting quarterback. Might be a battle of the backups in Lawrence out there at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium on Saturday. But, man, you got Jalen Daniels who could start. They're saying it's day-to-day. I'm expecting Jason Bean at this point until we hear otherwise. But this is going to be something that we have to watch out for for the rest of the season with Jalen Daniels. He's going to be the starter whenever he's healthy, but it's going to be a question mark for the rest of the season. You see when Jalen Daniels is healthy, the Kansas Jayhawks can compete with any team in the Big 12. And then when you see Jason Beans in there, there's limitations. That's just the way it's going to be. So let's hope Jalen Daniels can heal up quickly for the Jayhawks so they can reach their full potential with this uh, core group of players because this is a core group of players that's been around the program for a while. This is a team that you thought could win eight, nine, potentially ten games this year if they could stick it out and be healthy, but the health is now a huge issue for Jalen Daniels and the Kansas Jayhawks. Hopefully they'll get a win this weekend. They're a three-point favorite going into it. I do think that the Jayhawks win this one at home against UCF. Uh... We'll see what happens, but I think they can I think they can win this game. I think it might be high scoring even with the backup quarterbacks. Both of these offenses are still very talented. I could see this game being a 34-31 type game, uh 38-35 type game. I give it to the Jayhawks. Jayhawks still with the edge on this one. All right, now we got to move on to basketball. Some bad news out of the basketball program in the last couple of weeks. Very uh disturbing news. Uh, Got to get to this bad news, though. That's what we do here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. We're not going to shy away from these issues. But Artario Morris, uh, we discussed briefly a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. He was suspended from the team due to some legal troubles. But now he has been officially kicked off the team. The Kansas Jayhawks basketball team, Bill Self, has given Artario Morris the boot. Uh, Morris was arrested and charged on one count of rape. This is an ongoing legal matter, so the university and Bill Self are not giving any more comments at this time. Uh, however, going into this uh, transfer portal, I guess you could say, Artero Morris was at Texas last year, and Bill Self uh, brought him to KU, fully knowing what was going on down there in Texas. There was a domestic issue last year for Morris, that he was dealing with, and Bill Self brought him onto campus, so people have questions. Uh, Should Bill Self have even brought Arterio Morris to KU? That's going to be a big question going forward. Uh, 
that's all we can say right now for the Arterio Morris stuff. He is was arrested and now being charged on one count of rape. And as we know more, we'll let you know more. But that's all we've got for you. But what we do know is for the basketball program going forward, they're down to 10 scholarship players for the upcoming season. And we know that Bill Self likes to use a rotation of seven to maybe eight players. Morris was supposed to be one of those rotational guards, potentially. So now you've got freshman Elmarco Jackson and then transfer super senior Nick Timberlake, who are going to be the two main guard rotation in this system for Bill Self. One of them is going to be a starter. One of them is going to be an off-the-bench, first player off-the-bench guy. So whether it's Timberlake starting or Elmarco Jackson, uh, we'll see what... Uh, they figure out there. We knew one of those guys was likely going to be the starter anyway, even with Morris in the fold. So that makes that picture more clear. It's going to be Timberlake or Jackson. And then you've got Johnny Furphy, the uh, reclassified uh, guard, combo guard from Australia, coming into the Jayhawks program, working his tail off to get caught up to speed for this coming season. Johnny Furphy is a guy that could also step up off the bench. Uh, Some people comparing him to maybe a Grady Dick. Uh, He's got nice touch on his shot. Uh, He can get in there and give you some minutes early on his freshman year potentially. So I like that trio of Elmarco Jackson, Nick Timberlake, and Johnny Furphy. I think those guys are going to do great. And I think they're going to do good things here for KU this upcoming season. Some more unfortunate news. I know it's a sad podcast here. Bad news on the KU front, losing to Texas, losing Jalen Daniels, not being able to start last week. Uh, the Arterio Morris stuff is awful. But KU also is not going to get their visit from number one recruit Cooper Flagg. He has canceled his visit to the KU campus. Very sad about that. I thought he was going to be a guy that KU could potentially sway away from Duke Duke was his first love in college basketball, so it seemed like Duke was going to be his choice all along. But the cancellation of Cooper Flagg's visit to KU on campus seems like Duke is going to be his final choice. But there was some good news this past week on the recruiting front. KU lands LeBaron Phylon, a 6'4 guard from Branson, Missouri. He picked KU over Alabama, Ole Miss, and Cincinnati after decommitting from Auburn. So that's some good news. Some more good news on the recruiting front. Isaiah Elohim and Liam McNeely are still on KU's radar. They're planning their visits. Uh, Rumor has it that Liam McNeely actually got an in-house visit from Bill Self this past week. So you've got visits going from both of these guys, and they are still, uh, KU's still high on both of those guys' lists for uh, their recruiting process. And speaking of visits, this weekend on KU's campus, you're going to have recruiting visits for the men's team, the women's team. Both teams going to be out in full force because late night in the fog is back this Friday night starting at 630, usually a great recruiting night for the Jayhawks. You got Flo Rida going to be in the house at Allen Fieldhouse. Going to be some scrimmages from the men's and women's teams. Usually... There's some type of variety show that goes on with the players from both teams showing off their unique talents, uh, making the crowd laugh, showing off some of their personality that maybe you wouldn't see otherwise. So it's always a fun time out there late night at the Fog. Admission is free. 
You have to claim your tickets online in advance if you want to go. So you can always go to KUAthletics.com. Check that out. Uh, KU's encouraging fans to bring non-perishable food items to donate to a local charity called Just Food. Monetary donations will be accepted as well the night of the event. Um, they're also hosting, the University of Kansas is also hosting Fog Fest on the front line or front lawn over there at Allen Fieldhouse at 2.30 on Friday afternoon. It's going to be a family-friendly event with inflatables, food trucks, music, giveaways, etc. Lots of stuff going on in Lawrence on Friday for Late Night at the Fog. Should be a great time out there. Hopefully those that go out can let me know. I cannot make it, unfortunately, this Friday night. Uh, but I'm going to be keeping tabs all over social media to see what's been going on out there at the Fog this weekend. That about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter, at Talker. We can keep the conversation going there. Download, subscribe, give this thing a five-star rating. We'll keep things going from there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, an affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.